We provide outdoor equipment, backpacks and sleeping bags and whitewater kayaks and fly fishing gear and mountain bikes, inflatable kayaks and those sorts of things. Anything a student would need to get out and explore the, the outdoor world, we have it for them to come and check out from us. Uh, we also offer very active trip program. We offer between 40 and 50 different trips a year for our students. This is the Adventure Sports Podcast, brought to you by 180TAC. Get out there and have some fun. Episode number 44, Brett Davis with Outdoor Pursuits, Fort Lewis College, Durango, Colorado. Hello and welcome to the Adventure Sports Podcast. This is your host, Kurt Linville. You know, we frequently ask you to give us feedback about the show, to go to iTunes, to rate us, write a quick review, subscribe there, and you have been doing that, and we really do appreciate hearing from you. We got a special email this week that I just wanted to share with all of you, the listeners. These things really encourage us. We hope that it's encouraging to you, too. So the email says, I love your podcast. They get me through a hard day. I work in construction in Ireland. The programs are honest and inspirational. Well done. They keep me motivated until I get to the hills. I have four kids, so I don't get out as often as I would like, but the more I listen to your shows, I'm starting to think that I should just take all the kids with me. Keep it up. And I couldn't agree more. Take all the kids with you. Keep it up. (laughs) That's fantastic. These words of encouragement mean a lot to us, and we really appreciate that sort of feedback. So, Hey, folks, take a moment, drop us a line. We do want to hear from you. We look forward to getting to know you a little bit better and also keeping you informed about what's going on at the Adventure Sports Podcast. So thanks for that. Our guest today is Brett Davis. Brett is here to talk about a really cool opportunity for college students, for high school students thinking about where they want to go to college that has to do with all sorts of adventure sports. Brett Davis is the director of Outdoor Pursuits at Fort Lewis College in Durango, Colorado. Now, Durango is one of the best adventure sport capitals on the planet, and Fort Lewis has taken advantage of that for over 38 years with the Outdoor Pursuits program. And just to give you a little feel for what they do, they provide instruction and equipment and outings in backpacking, canyoneering, mountaineering, rock climbing, mountain biking, fly fishing, stand-up paddleboarding, ice climbing, whitewater rafting and kayaking, as well as pack rafting and bike packing. And Brett Davis, the director, is here today to tell us all about this stuff. So, Brett, welcome to the program. Thanks, Kurt. This is a pleasure. Well, it's a lot of fun to have you here. My wife is an alumni of... Fort Lewis, and it's always held a special place in my heart. I love Durango, Colorado, and for our guests who haven't been there, you've got to go. It's it's vacation destination number one. If you like mountains, summer or winter, it doesn't matter. Um, skiing, backpacking, amazing views, a brilliant place just to drive a car 
But uh, Durango's awesome, and Fort Lewis College is awesome. And Brett, I'm glad you're here to tell us about it. Yeah, I'm super psyched. And uh, yeah, you're right. Durango is this little, little, we don't want to speak too much about it because, uh, you know, we, we like to keep it a secret down here. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's definitely, as I look out right now in our interview, and I look out and see the mountains here. And when I was mountain biking into work today, that's my daily commute. Um, I'm definitely have a lot of gratitude to be able to do and uh, do what I do and live where I do. So, yeah, it's a really neat place. So Brett, tell us a little bit about outdoor pursuits at Fort Lewis. What is this program about? So outdoor pursuits, um, is a, I guess considered a outdoor a collegiate outdoor recreation program. So we were started by students, uh, in 1977 uh, so this is our just finished our 38th year, as you mentioned in the intro. And and uh, so what we do is we provide students the opportunity to get out and explore the Four Corners region and beyond um, to experience um, our natural beauty and the wonders that we have around us. So what that looks like is in a couple different areas. One is we provide equipment, outdoor equipment, anything from backpacks and sleeping bags and whitewater kayaks and fly fishing gear and and uh, mountain bikes um, inflatable kayaks and those sorts of things anything a student would need to get out and explore the the outdoor world we have it for them to come and check out from us uh, we also offer um, very active trip program. We offer between 40 and 50 different trips a year for our students. So those can be as simple as a day hike to um, a local area for to check in the leaf, see the fall foliage, or to go to some ruins, whatever it may be, or any kind of multi-day expedition type stuff from climbing big mountains around the world. Um, we also have weekly activities from kayak pool sessions to in the winter beacon search clinics and things like that. Um, and then we have a climbing wall that we run as well. And then I guess our last two things is we offer students, um, a leadership experience. We have what's called soul, which is student outdoor leadership program. And so we, we train and hire students to lead their peers in the outdoors and then we also offer um, what's called Peak Experiences, which is a uh, four-day pre-college kind of outdoor orientation program for incoming students. So we've kind of run the gamut of it, and it's staffed by um, – there's three full-time staff plus an intern, and then we, we employ about 40 student staff to help us do this as well. So Wow, 40 to 50 trips? <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, 40 to 50 trips. Uh, so the way our program works is that we, we serve about 25 to 30% of our student population. So that means that anywhere between you know, 900 to 1,200 um, students a year will come through our doors out of the 4,000 roughly that go to school in Fort Lewis. So they will come through our doors and and do something with us, whether it's just checking out equipment or going on trips, whatever it may be. So um, we throw the gamut out there of like, what do you guys want to do? And we put that trip calendar together. And, and then myself and another one of my assistant coordinators, we kind of are out there in the field on the more technical-based things. But then we have our student leaders, which is a core group of 8 to 12, that are out there delivering that service and those 
um, those trips as well. So that's because we had, I couldn't do, Tom and I couldn't do uh, 40 to 50 trips alone. So that's why we have another eight to 12 people who can help us do that. Wow. That's a huge program, actually. That, that number of students going through there and that many trips, that's impressive stuff. It takes a lot of organization to make that happen. Yeah, that's why I feel like we um, we do a very good job of driving our desks during the week, and then we're out driving vans and taking people places on the weekend. <laughs> Sounds like fun. So what is your role within the program, and how did you get there? So, um, yeah, so as you mentioned, I'm the, the I guess my official title is Coordinator of Outdoor Pursuits, so I oversee the kind of the operation of the program from its day-to-day sort of stuff to big-picture items, really uh, as I've said, we have three full-time staff, including myself and our internship program. So we all have our roles or whatnot, and, and, uh, but I'm more on the bigger picture items, the budgeting side of things and the vision where we're going and, and, and things like that and marketing side of it. Um, and then, um, so, and I've been doing this, this is, I guess, uh, I started this, I guess, 20 years ago on this career path. And so this is the third school that I've worked at, um, starting my career kind of as a grad assistant at the um, University of Massachusetts and working for a really small program uh, called Hampshire College, which is a great little place. Then um, I started kind of as a, working on my master's, kind of inundating myself into that program and learning from them all, and then uh, eventually came back there full time as an instructor. Uh, and then from there, moved on to the University of Tennessee to start their outdoor program. And I'm proud to say that that program has now been in existence for almost 12 years and, and uh, is going strong. And then um, Fort Lewis approached me about possibly coming to Colorado. And so that's how I ended up here. Um, and so it's been this, I mean, I've stayed in collegiate rec from, um, and that's what I've wanted to do is work with students and share my passion for these type of things. So, and my background, just to let people know, um, is kind of jack of all trades of sorts, where uh, my passions are um, on the water. So whitewater kayaking, I've spent a lot of time doing that, um, and whitewater rafting, and and move my way up from being this the guide and instructor to actually training people and being an instructor trainer for the American Canoe Association when it comes to whitewater kayaking and things like that, to rock climbing as well. I've spent a lot of time doing that, technical rock climbing, big routes, um, and then as well as um, cycling. Spent a lot of time on my bike, uh, mountain biking primarily, uh, as well as these expedition biking that I've been doing personally and getting our students involved in uh, with as well. And then along comes with that is experience with ropes course and challenge courses and, and different other and mountaineering and things like that as well. So. <laughs> How much fun is that? I tell you what, if, if I were 17 or 18 years old and trying to sort out where to go to school, I think it's already figured out. This is easy. <laughs> I, I think so. That's what we we give lots of tours. Every tour on campus, when the student and their parents come on, they come. Our um, our admissions does a really good job of um, funneling those kids through and those parents through our you know as a tour stop. And uh, 
time and time again, what I hear from the parents is when we go through kind of the OP spiel of just like, I want to go back to school. I want to do this. How come this wasn't around when I was in school? Exactly. So So I'm trying to figure out my second bachelor's. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Well, tell us a little bit more about the field of collegiate outdoor recreation. I know that Fort Lewis isn't the only college that offers programs like this. It's the only college that offers a program like this in Durango. I am sure of that. For sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. Um, you know, with I'd say in the late '90s and early 2000s, there was a uh, a real demand across college campuses across our country of wanting this type of program. Students wanted to be able to go out and explore kind of what the natural world had for them around their university settings, uh, and so we uh, so there's. There's, there's, you know, big programs all across the country that are offering these types of programs from, like I said, I was responsible for getting one started at the University of Tennessee. I know those Southeastern Conference schools, there's a lot more there. There's multiple, um, here in the state of Colorado, there's multiple places that have, or colleges that have these types of programs. They all kind of differ in the level they, they operate at based upon their leadership, based upon the student um, demand and the needs of the students, and also based upon where they're at. Um, I'm proud to say that I feel like we're at uh, one of the best programs in the country, uh, given our history, given what we can do and what we've done with students. And for a small college, uh, not a lot of people have heard about us um, because of where we're located and how small we are, we do a lot of big things with students. We've climbed, uh, just for example, we've climbed, you know, four of the seven highest summits on each of the continents with students. Um, so things like that that are happening down here in Little Durango. Oh, that's fun. You know, something I know about Fort Lewis, because I kind of have the inside scoop with my wife, who's the alumni, the location of Durango is like a magnet. And it attracts a lot of talent. So the the College of Fort Lewis, while it's not super huge and all of that, it can attract some of the best instructors and wonderful programs just because everyone wants to live there, you know? Oh, for sure. For sure. And I I also say maintain, and I spoke about this today in a um, conversation I had with someone, is that we have a very sophisticated student when it comes to pursuing adventure sports and outdoor activities. And so because of that, that has been a push for our program to keep up and be on the cutting edge of this type of programming and to be able to offer, you know, a multitude of activities that are going to be attractive to all types of students. Because we have some students, you know, um, who come in here and they've already been out backcountry skiing with their family. You know, they grew up doing that and they grew up climbing and doing these things. So we have to be able to meet the demands and needs of those students. And this is a great place to do it for sure. Oh yeah. I don't doubt that for a second. A great place to be among other students who love adventure sports. And you know, if you are hanging out with people that have some experience, you learn twice as fast. So that's fun. Yeah, exactly. We have a, just to give you an example, Kurt, we have um, what's on campus, what we call the Adventure House, which is a living learning community that uh, we kind of oversee and work with. And it's a group of 80 to 120 students who choose to live in this, you know, um, housing residence all together because they all have the same interests and that's getting outside and doing things. And I don't know of another place in the country 
where that exists, you know, and that's the, I was today even in a meeting with housing talking about how that is the largest community on campus is, you know, they're in terms of their residence halls and this is where students want to be and they want, they're all like-minded and they want to get outside. What are you thinking about? If you're thinking about your future, think about Fort Lewis College in Durango, Colorado. Think a beautiful mountain campus where hiking, biking, kayaking, and snow riding are right outside your door. Think a friendly community buzzing with music, arts, events, and sports. Think faculty mentors, real research, and professional experiences that prepare you to both make a living and make a life. If you think college should be an adventure, think Fort Lewis College. See for yourself at fortlewis.edu. Do you love mountains? You are not alone. Jerry Roach is well known for his extraordinary and detailed guidebook, Colorado 14ers. But did you know that Jerry has written 15 books, including guidebooks to 13ers, Indian Peaks, Rocky Mountain National Park, and more? But he has also written narratives about a lifetime of mountaineering full of Jerry's insights and humor. If you like adventure, then these books are for you. Jerry Roach's books can be purchased at his website, summitsite.com. That's S-U-M-M-I-T-S-I-G-H-T.com, as well as on Amazon and in bookstores near you. Hey, I've got to throw in here, I'm exaggerating just a little bit to say that I also started an outdoor program when I was at the university, or maybe two or three or, well, let's be real. It was just a bunch of people going out and doing a lot of fun things. I would stand up at the end of class and yell at everybody, I'm teaching rappelling, meet me here at 8 o'clock on Saturday. I'd borrow a buddy's old worn out blue water two rope and we'd go off a 120 foot cliff. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not so sure how awesome it was. I needed someone like you to make sure I wasn't going to kill anyone. Well, you know, that's interesting because it, – but it's amazing though how, you know, um, these type of programs, these older ones like us start, here at Fort Lewis started that way. It start, it's driven by students like when you were who were like, hey, I'm going to do this. Uh, who wants to go? And then next thing you know – you know, you grew the demand and that interest came along. And then that's where then all of us guys come in, the, the risk managers of source, the people with the credentials where we have to say, well, let's use something a little better than the equipment you're using here. And let's make sure our knowledge is up to snuff, you know, but that's how a lot of these things started, you know. Oh, yeah, that's how it started. I, I helped to teach people to scuba dive. I uh, used to take people out on the lake boating and. It was always just a matter of anybody who is interested show up. And, you know, I'm probably lucky that we didn't get into more trouble, but we had a great time, and it's good to know that you guys have a program where people can do it safely, right? Yeah, for sure, for <laughs> sure. And, and uh, that's, like I said, that's our role. We have our um, our protocols in place, and we work with our college risk manager, and, and 
we're out there making sure that we can provide you know a very fun, safe, and educational environment um, that people um, can learn and can go out and have a have a great time. And hopefully, I mean that maybe they'll this will become a passion. Maybe they go canyoneering with us for a weekend. And they're getting dirty and we're repelling and we're swimming and we're groveling and they want to come back and they want to do it and they want to continue to pursue it. Or they want we teach them how to kayak and it becomes a lifelong pursuit. Uh, that's the sort of stuff that I think is really uh, my staff and I myself. That's why we're doing this type of work is to be able to share our knowledge and our passions and Hopefully I'll rub off and next thing you know, you know, because it's a very healthy lifestyle, all this sort of stuff. So, Oh, yeah. You know, at the Adventure Sports Podcast here, we're big promoters of people taking up an adventure sport, obviously. But there's a reason for that. And I've said it before. I'm going to say it again right now that the 8 to 5 becomes the 7 to 5 and then the 7 to 7 and then it becomes a six-day a week. And then you get the families and the cars and the, you know, the car payments and the house payments and it adds up to a numbing experience. That is not what life is supposed to be. Yeah, right. And we believe that when someone finds a passion and an adventure sport of some type that they like, then it enlarges their life. They have a better experience and just more joy all the time. So I, I really believe in it. I think that all students should find a sport that they enjoy, that they can do for the rest of their lives, and whether they do it professionally or it's just something that inspires them and you know gives them something to do on the weekends and a way to meet people and connect and stay healthy, you know, energetic and it, I think adventure sports have a lot more to offer than a lot of people have taken time to think about. Oh, for sure. And I mean that's I mean that's that's why I am where I'm at. It was pursuing those adventure sports and they've led me to my career and a life that as people say, you have the dream job. I hear that a lot. Or I want your job, and uh, I do. And I don't take it for granted. And and uh, I'm out there pursuing my passions on my own, and then in my work as well. And and it kind of blurs the line. But I found I have found through this pursuing this sort of stuff a balance um, where I can have you know be healthy mentally and physically and emotionally and spiritually and then move forward. And hopefully I'm going to be doing this. I'll still be cranking for a long time. So That's very cool. Well, what have been some of your most memorable trips that you've done with students? Tell us a little bit about um, the details of what a trip might be like. Uh, shoot, I've been so lucky. Um, and when you say that, you know, when you ask memorable trips um, – you know, I've been fortunate every place I've worked, and especially here at Fort Lewis, that we're able to take some of our, inject even some of our personal sort of things into it and share it with students. For example, you know, we have taken students to Mexico to climb in Puchero Chico, and that was something years and years ago that I wanted to get down there and rock climb those big walls and, and check it out. And I went down there personally and then was able to take a group of students down there. Um, this year... We took uh, a group of students to Panama. That's a fr I'd never been there. It's the first I'd uh, heard great things about Panama. I wanted to go down there and sea kayak the Pacific Coast, and so um, we put it we put it out there. And the next thing you know, we had a team of eight students plus kids on a wait list who wanted to go to Panama and sea kayak. And we spent five days paddling the Pacific Coast and and um, dealing with big surf, and it was a big adventure. 
for the whole thing. And then um, I've had tremendous trips in the Everglades exploring that with students as well. We've gone to last year, uh, a great trip was to Pico de Orizaba, the third highest peak in North America. So, and this is um, a really cool concept that we started when we talk about the big expeditions and where we, um, we actually put a team together to do some objectives. So last year, Pico de Orizaba, and we put them together, we put it together three months out and then we actually trained the students um, and we're at 6.30 in the morning workouts, whether it's a, you know, endurance CrossFit sort of thing or hiking up a, bit, a peak with unbloating weight into the back of their packs. Um, and then, um, then so the training, the fitness side of it, and then we also throw in the logistics side of it and the nutritional side of it with team meetings, talking about our route, talking about this is the equipment we're going to need, teaching them how to work as a rogue team, t- teaching them how to self-arrest. And those type of experiences are really amazing because we get to spend so much time with them and seeing them progress from them not even knowing how to walk in crampons to actually be able to walk confidently, you know, for several hours on a glacier up to a summit and to see how they um, interact and and the emotions that come out of all that. So uh, those are the types of trips I think have been the most memorable for me in terms of watching that growth uh, from nothing to, you know, next thing you know, they're on top of the biggest thing they've ever climbed or thought about climbing in their life. That's really neat. You know, it can be fascinating from the student's perspective, too. You've got to obviously focus on your studies and that sort of thing, but what makes or breaks a college experience is the friendships that you build early on in your college career. And by getting involved in a program like this, you know, you go on a trip like the one you just described, you spend a lot of time with people and you have a common goal. And what better way to make lifelong friendships? So we're not just talking about, oh, I met somebody that I can hang out with on Friday night. No, we're talking about people that you're going to you're going to be with on a on a deep level, probably for the rest of your life. Oh, for sure. You know, that's one of the reasons why we actually offer that peak experiences program, which I alluded to earlier in terms of like um, that four day pre-college backpacking trip that is facilitated by our student leaders. And they take a group of 10 out there and they're out there backpacking in the San Juans, climbing a few peaks, weather permitting. And then but that four, just that four day group experience um is so powerful such that, you know, students, now they come on campus and they, the first day of classes, they know, you know, all these other people already have gone through that same experience. And next thing you know, we've got these guys going on to live together, their adventure partners, the rest of their college career and whatnot. And then I know for me personally, as a, um, having done this stuff, it also is impactful as, as, uh, as a professional, because I, I'm able to develop relationships with these students and not just for like, you know, like in the guiding world where you get a, a client comes in for a day or a weekend and they're gone. Uh, but here we can have an impact on them for potentially their three, four, five years they're at school and get to see them from when they were a first year walking in, not 
even knowing anything to where they are now leading trips and one of our senior trip leaders and then developing that relationship and going on. I have great now what I consider great friends out there that I've gone and done personal adventures with that were at one point students of mine who just walked in my office looking for a job or looking how to get involved with. And now I'm, you know, at their weddings and I'm out there going to whatever this exotic locale to do this trip with them and watching them have kids and everything. So that's dating myself a little bit. But <laughs> so I think it's powerful on all aspects, on all levels for, um, for everybody involved. That's a neat program. Very cool. Um, so the activities that we've talked about here, I read the list at the beginning, but, you know, there's canyoneering, there's mountaineering, there's, there's all kinds of skiing we didn't even mention, mention whitewater rafting, mountain biking. Um, these things all have a lot of risks associated with them or in some cases perceived risks, right? Some of these sports um, aren't as risky as people think if you know what you're doing, you know the gear, you know how to manage it. But what do you do, you know, as outdoor pursuits to make sure that these kids are safe to manage these risks? Yeah, exactly. I always joke and I tell our risk manager that actually the most dangerous part of what we do is actually driving to and from the activity. (laughs) I'm not sure he believes me all the time, but it is it is the truth. But, you know, what we do uh, is make sure we've dotted all our I, I's and crossed our T's. And um, planning is the big thing. It's making sure that we've planned um, an appropriate activity for the level of the group that we're working with, making sure that we have the knowledge base behind it, whether that is, you know, our certification levels that we have, uh, to do these various activities or, and a lot of it, as you know, is just basic. you know, how I came up is get, getting out there and doing things um, and having some epics here and there and then learning from all that and then being able to apply that to my personal adventures and also the work. Um, so, you know, the, the training aspect and also the getting out and doing these sorts of things are important. You know, we teach, you know, avalanche one courses here, you know, we teach, um, rock climbing courses here in terms of also how to people, how to be instructors and and things like that. Um, so in order to have done that, we've got to make sure that us as professionals have, um, gone out and gotten our training to where it needs to be. And I'm proud to say that with our staff, um, they're second to none, uh, I mean, first, really, they're the, the best ones out there, I think, um, in terms of uh, what we do and then making sure we're managing those risks. And there's a big knowledge base behind it, you know. The guy I sit next to has been doing this for close to 20 years as well and in myself. And I always tell our student leaders, collectively, when you look at all our staff, there's over 50 years of outdoor experience uh, in this room. And so um, take advantage of it. Oh, yeah. I always encourage our listeners to start small, do things that um, have an easy plan B, right? And then work their way into more knowledge. And one of the best ways to do that is to be around people who have been doing it for a long time, you know, to try to meet others that love the sport and have been doing it and then hang out with them, go out and do stuff with them. Well, your students have that built into the program. So that's fantastic. Yeah, and the other thing I would, I guess, add to it is that, you know, um, one thing is that we never want to become, uh, we always want to stay relevant, right? And so 
I think we do a nice job in our program of um, getting out there and listening to what students want, looking at trends and what's going on, and making sure we're up to date with the current standards and practices that are out there. And then also pushing into new realms. Like we started a bikepacking program, which was a new uh, kind of a new thing. It's becoming really big. You said bike packing. Yeah, bike packing. Not backpacking. This is bike packing. Okay. Yeah, bike packing. So we're loading up our mountain bikes with um, various bags that um, not racks per se, but soft good bags, and with all the stuff you'd need, just like you're going um, backpacking. We're loading those on the mountain bikes, and then we're riding trail or doing this or that. Uh, about three or four years ago, I trained a group again in that expedition sort of philosophy to do a 200-mile section, or I guess close to 300-mile section of the Arizona Trail um, over spring break. And so we were the, one of the first colleges in the country to do that sort of thing, and now it's part of our regular type of programming that we do throughout the year. And that's, that's kind of new cutting-edge stuff. This episode of the Adventure Sports Podcast is brought to you by 180TAC.com. 180TAC manufactures premier backpacking and emergency products. Whether you need a backpacking stove for your week-long trek on the trail or an emergency stove for your bug-out bag, we have the tools you need. Visit www.180tack.com. Enjoy something wild next winter. Enjoy a dog sledding vacation with Wintergreen Dog Sled Lodge in the beautiful Boundary Waters Wilderness near Ely, Minnesota. For over 30 years, Wintergreen has provided lodge-to-lodge dog sled vacation packages and dog sled camping adventures for people of all ages. No experience needed. Warm clothing and boots are provided. Mush your own team of Wintergreen's handsome and friendly Eskimo dogs on scenic Northwoods trails, accompanied by Wintergreen's expert guides. You'll be in good hands with Wintergreen. National Geographic has rated it best in the business. Visit dogsledding.com for details. show about pack rafts uh we have we're one of the first programs in the country to have pack rafts uh where these little versatile um little craft are amazing where now we are deciding we're going to backpack into this canyon that has a river in it and then we're going to inflate the pack rafts throw our backpacks on it spend a night or two on the river and then backpack out Uh, so it allows us to look at maps a whole different way um, now we're looking not just the trails, but we're looking at the blue lines as well and figuring out how we can connect those into loops and things like that. So I think that also is in terms of us as professionals um, here as programmers, kind of in that risk management and safety and also growing the program and staying on the, you know, the leading edge of things, we've been able to do that. That pack rafting sounds like a blast. I guess that goes really well with canyoneering, huh? Yeah, it could for sure, for sure. Um, 
it's uh it's amazing um what those little uh little machines can do and where you can paddle them i paddle them down some um some creeks that typical hard shells you know whitewater kayaks would go down there and they're that durable uh so how heavy are these things what what size describe to us what this is all about yeah, so they typically um, will weigh between three to five pounds. Wow, and, so they're light. Yeah, they, they will roll down to the size of a two-person tent. So, And the inflation system, the way you inflate it, so you don't carry a pump or anything like that. That's extra to carry in the field. You carry almost a stuff sack that has a little valve on it that screws into the back raft, and then you kind of catch air um, – with the stuff sack and squeeze it into the pack raft and that'll inflate it. And then to top it off, to get it harder, there's a little kind of bite valve that you have that you blow into when it gets, you know, towards the end there. And that'll make it really um, tight and hard and, and so that you can paddle that thing without it being like a, you know, a mattress, you know, waterbed or something. <laughs> so if you're backpacking and then you are now rafting on a small raft, is there room for all your gear on there? Yeah, perfect. They're, they're great. A uh, couple innovations that have happened in the last couple of years where they're putting actually zippers in the rear of the, in the actual raft tube itself, where then you can put stuff your gear in the tubes and then zip it shut. It's like a zipper that they use in dive suit technology and deep sea diving. You're familiar with that being a scuba diver and sure. all that. And so, yeah, so you can actually have your gear in your tube, in the tubes of the raft, and um, that will actually center, it actually makes the boat a little more stable, because you have some weight in there. Um, but you can also, what we've done with students is throw their, you know, their backpack on the front of the raft, strap it in, and go. <laughs> right on. It's fun, the, the innovations that are taking place right now, and it's cool that you guys are staying on top of those, so... Students have an opportunity to try stuff just about as soon as someone figures out how to do it, huh? Yeah, we've been. <laughs> I don't know if that's a tribute to uh, you know our students or just our, our staff or just how wacky I am in terms of trying to figure out like, okay, what's going to be the next thing that we can do with students that's going to be they may be interested in and and will set us apart a bit. You know? <laughs> well, let me know when you guys come up with an inflatable mountain bike that you can backpack with. <laughs> yeah, for sure <laughs> all right well hey the student experience at fort lewis i know that it's enhanced by what outdoor pursuits is doing talk a little bit about how outdoor pursuits contributes to that um i think op does a great job of building a connection with our students to the local area um also to the college itself and then I think we, we, we provide an opportunity for um, students to come in and have a community that's already been established of like-minded individuals who like to do these things. Um, so our office is, is a continual sort of hangout where students are coming to get resources. I have a big map that sits behind my desk, and I don't know how many times a week there's a student in there wanting to know, hey, I'm thinking about this. What do you think, or what's your ideas on this? So we have we're a great resource, um, and the students just come and hang out there. I think also the benefit of doing these sorts of activities is amazing, from just the um, personal growth um, that can happen 
um, from you know going out and trying something new, meeting new people, um, connecting with your college and your peers, and then also learning something about you yourself. When you struggle and you're thinking, I'm not going to be able to get up this ice climb, and by the end of the weekend, you're flying up and down things. Um, you know, we, we see a lot of personal growth and confidence that comes out of that and sort of self-esteem sort of things that, you know, it's all documented in this type, these types of activities, but uh, it's cool to see that as well. And I think OP does a nice job uh, providing opportunities for people to do that in the outdoor sense of it. So, you know, something I really like about it is that students are at the right age. They've done some things, but they haven't done a lot of things yet. And I really encourage people, always be safe, number one, because you want to you be safe to enjoy it another day, right? But beyond sure. that, I say try everything in adventure sports once. Whether you think you'll like it or not, you might, you might be surprised at how much you enjoy it, but you can always look back and say, hey, I did that. But for me, I've seen so many um, young people really find out something about themselves that they didn't know before. And it's just an amazing thing to witness. I used to take uh, middle school students on week-long outdoors excursions, and I used to take high school students on backpacking trips and that sort of thing, teaching college students and high school students and junior high students how to sport repel or to climb a 14,000-foot peak. It is so neat to see these people do something they've never done before and to realize, I can do it. And... I don't know. I, I just think it's a fabulous experience when people enlarge their lives that way. And you get oh, to see that sure. you get to see that every day. Yeah, I do. And that's what's um that's why we wake up every day uh, and I'm so psyched to go into the office uh, is because we, I experience it every day. We always joke that um in some ways we're 80% counselors and then 20% the other stuff because uh, like I I said we get to have that impact for four or five years with students and watch them grow and challenge them and push them in ways they would never do themselves and um and then get to see them do it and then go on to be you know pursue whatever it is they want to pursue and it's it's uh it's pretty amazing uh a little antidote i had a student who was our climbing wall manager and he went on to work he's way into rock climbing obviously and riding and he also was a talented musician along the way. And he went on to work as the online and currently does some work with Rock and Ice. And um, he uh, recently decided to pursue his music career. And I sent him an email and said, hey, congratulations. I'm so excited that you're doing this. And he emailed me back saying, oh, I thought I was going to be disappointing you because I wasn't sticking with the kind of the climbing and the literature side of it. And I was just like, no way, because you're pursuing your passion. You're still going to be climbing and doing that stuff, but you're you're going after whatever it is that you wanted to go after. And it really was this musician, you know, you, your your talent that you have musically. And so give it your all and get after it. And that's what we get to see um, with students all the time. So You know, that's neat. It would be nice if life were easy and perfect all the time, but the reality is if you live long enough – then you're going to experience some real challenging times in your life and some noteworthy hardships. It comes to everyone's door. And what I like about what you're doing there is you're teaching kids 
to reach beyond what they thought they could do and to accomplish things that they thought were beyond their reach and to learn about things like tenacity and endurance and determination. And when they hit those hard times later in life, the lessons that they might learn trying to repel or to get up, you know, an ice wall like you're talking about or get to the top of a 14er or or even to overcome some challenges on whitewater – those sorts of skills apply directly to getting through the challenges of everyday life. It helps on Wall Street. It helps in the corporate office. It helps sitting in the cube, believe it or not. And so I'm all about that. I think it's fantastic. Oh, for sure. I think it's it's why I do the work, and I definitely have been there. And uh, when I'm sitting here you know, in the office, like you said, the cubicle doing whatever, and then I think about what I was – you know, my own personal suffering through, you know, an activity or whatever it is I was pursuing and pushing that barrier of what I thought I could do. Um, it makes things, puts things in perspective and makes things a lot easier to deal with those everyday sort of just the business of living life. So. Oh, yeah. Well, how can students get more information about Outdoor Pursuits and Fort Lewis College? Uh, I urge people to get on Fort Lewis College's website. Um uh, FortLewisCollege.edu, and do a, do a search for Fort Lewis, what we've got going on. We have a lot of great programs. Uh, as I said, this small little liberal arts school here in southwest Colorado. And then from there, you can um, search out Outdoor Pursuits, um, find our email, find my email and phone number, call me uh, if you have an interest in this sort of thing or you're thinking about coming to school here and want to know what we're about um, or anyplace else. Uh, we have a, great, a lot of resources as well. So come find us on the website. That's the easiest way, I would say. We also have the social media. Outdoor Pursuits is on Facebook. We're on Instagram, uh, you know, those sorts of things. And we have a YouTube channel as well. So if you're out there, just do a search for Outdoor Pursuits, Fort Lewis College. We'll pop up. We will be sure to put those links in the show notes at adventuresportspodcast.com for this show so people can find them there as well. So do you have a fun story to close out the program for us? For sure. I just uh, completed our final trip of the year, which um, I think is another testament to how special this place is. Um, we have what we call um, our annual graduation river trip. And uh, so for 30 plus years, this was started way back when, um, our, we have done, that program has done a trip that leaves, it used to leave on right before graduation and the coordinator of the program would get the students diplomas ahead of time and then he would they would leave and go do an eight-day river trip on a big multi-day western river and then do a graduation ceremony out there and present those students who are worked closely with the program whether they were on the staff or they participated at a high level whatever it may be and actually graduate them on the river with their diplomas um, nowadays we uh, it's frowned upon for us to leave before graduation. Uh, so we leave the day after graduation and we spend eight days celebrating uh, our seniors out there, um, the accomplishments they have, accomplishments of the program for the year. And um, it's an amazing experience. We just had um, 21 people uh, float desolate through Desolation and Gray Canyons 
Um, and we had a big graduation ceremony out there and, and um, we're able to honor these students uh, and all the work that they've done. And I don't know of another program in the country that offers something like this. And um, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing experience for all of us. We actually, in the ceremony, we do a, we do a little commencement speech of sorts. Um, and then uh, we, let, we honor those students each one by one. And then we allow their peers to do that as well. And it sometimes can get long, um, and then we give them some parting gifts and whatnot. And and uh, but it's a pretty darn special um, way in a, um, to end my year every year, and then as well as to send our seniors off. And I think it's it epitomizes what uh, Fort Lewis College Outdoor Pursuits and what it's all about. And it's kind of the capstone for these students who stay with us for so long. So wow, that sounds really cool. Well, what a neat trip and what a great way to wrap up a college experience, man. Oh, for sure. And it's fun and it's a little more relaxed because we know everybody on the trip um, versus, you know, a lot of our weekend trips, we we're getting to know them as the first time or we uh, they show up in all these we all have good relationships with. And so we were able to kind of hang out a little bit and and uh, really enjoy being a beautiful place without any distractions from the outside world so there's no cell phones there's you know no television there's no computers and we can just be out there and connect on this human level and um it's really really nice Brett, thank you so much for your time today explaining about outdoor pursuits most of our programming is centered around a single adventure sport And uh, this one's a little different in that we covered a program that does so many different adventure sports, but I felt like this was really important because there's so many people out there who are interested in adventure sports, but they need the opportunity to try them. And let's face it, adventure sports can be expensive, time-consuming, difficult to get into sometimes, but with a program like this, you guys really uh, open up the doors and make it easy for people to try a big variety of things and to build those special relationships in college and to have a better overall college experience. So I'm glad that we could help to promote what you guys are doing there. It's just such a special program. Thank you very much for your time today. Yeah, Kurt, thank you. We really appreciate the opportunity. Hopefully we can, can keep doing the great things we're doing. I feel like um, we're, like I said, we're in, a, we're in a great place and we have great students and hopefully more of your listeners send them our way. We'd love to have oh, them. You bet. Well, until our next podcast, folks, this has been the Adventure Sports Podcast. Get out there and have some fun. <laughs>